Let's get ready to mumble! Tonight on UCR Wrestling, it's a sting in the ring as three wrestlers join Luke and Brooke for the ultimate cage match. First to enter the ring, if we can get him away from the mirror, is Vinny Vane. With years of experience in Australia's top level, Vinny has captured multiple championships and accolades whilst wrestling some of the world's top performers across a variety of the country's best companies. The dual champion and leader is also an activist of the hashtag Free Chris movement. He's here, he's queer, and he's here to instill fear. Silvio Milano had his first match at just 15 years of age and has been in the New South Wales wrestling scene for seven years. The six foot five charismatic tag team champion has made quite the reputation in the ring. And representing the ladies, proud American expat Nikki Poteet is not only a strong, brawling beauty, she also has the brains to back it up and take on these boys. Nikki is the ultimate knockout bombshell. Join us for a UCR Smackdown extravaganza that you won't want to tap out of. UCR, Sting in the Ring. Good evening, America. Good morning, Australia. Uh, look, we are pretty excited tonight, aren't we, Brookie? Because we've got three yeah. amazing guests with us. Um, we thought we call this one UCR Wrestling Sting in the Ring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> read into that how you want. Um, Look, so we'll go around the room. I always think ladies first. So we've got Nikki with us. Who, Hi. So, Nikki, you moved from the States over here to Australia, right? Yeah, so I've been here um, just about eight years now. Oh, okay, cool. So you're pretty much an Aussie. You, you've, you've settled. Well, I'm a citizenship, I have citizenship, so I've got papers. So, But still, I'm American. I don't think we'll ever get that out of me. <laughs> Do you eat Vegemite? No. Okay. That is one oh. thing that will do, even say in the word, oh. the smell of it just makes my stomach turn. So sorry. Oh. Yeah, I know yeah, that's, that's unpopular opinion, already, but <laughs> unless you've grown up on that stuff, you cannot start eating it as an adult. So absolutely not. <laughs> Let's go clockwise. We got Silvio. Silvio, uh, you're a queer wrestler in the industry. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and look how like that's kind of like trippy for me because that was always one thing like because I was always huge into wrestling and I always found like my gay circles just were like nah 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 um you know except for the odd fan here or there that was like a fan of China or whatever it was just <laughs> not a thing <laughs> you know I didn't sit out at the beat and talk wrestling uh <laughs> and then Vinny we have you, so you're quite notorious with, from what I'm gathering, like with the hashtag, like trying free to do Chris the. Movement. I was going to do the free Chris movement, <laughs> and I and I'm sure that's coming down to like Brooks just a terrible partner to Chris. Is that where we're going with that one? No, I am not. Pretty much, pretty much. I, I think he could do way better, you know. And I'm, I kind of think the guy needs to, you know, upgrade to be completely fair. I'm going to punch you in your vagina, bitch. Just saying. So am I, I'm guessing that you're a heel, maybe. Yeah, no, no shit, Luke. Well played, buddy, well played. Look, it's the blonde hair, mate. The sig's hard, okay? Look, back me up here. Yes. I, I guess you're right. lucky you're pretty then, so you can read between the lines, you know? Oh, thank you. 
wink, wink. We'll get to that later. <laughs> oh wow! So Nick, so there. so you came, so you came to Australia. But what were you doing in the states before you came here? And I'm going to try and blow you um, up. <laughs> Ooh, blow me up. Okay. There yeah. You go. So oh, in the US, um, <laughs> yeah. So in the US, I kind of did a multitude of things. So um, I studied. I went to engineering school. So I was actually working as a nuclear engineer before I moved to Australia. Um, I did pageants. So I was Miss Virginia. I competed at Miss USA in 2011. Uh, in 2012, I competed at Miss United States and won. So a bit of a pageant background. I didn't do any wrestling. Um, I had always grown up watching wrestling. It just, I don't know, it just never clicked in my head that that was something that I wanted to do until I moved to Australia. But, yeah, it was straight, um, did, you know, nerd status for me in the States. I was going to say, you've so gone from being I an actually, academic and a beauty queen. Like, how did you just fall into wrestling? Yeah, so I was here. I had actually matched on Tinder with a wrestler. <laughs> so he said, <laughs> Ooh, I won't say who it is. Was it Vinny? It was me, bro. It was Silvio. No, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> I won't say who it is. But we matched on Tinder, and so there was a show in Sydney. So I'm just sitting there by myself watching this, and just something in my head clicked, and I thought, I can do that. That's what I want to do. So um, I spoke to that wrestler after the show, like we didn't really hit it off that well. And um, so originally I was just going to do like the post-match interviews and uh, interviewing wrestlers and doing those sort of videos with them. And then um, just speaking with the trainer, he said, well, why don't you come train? And I said, like, what, I can just train? Like you can train me to do this. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on. And so uh, I started training in Newcastle, and that was that. That's so that crazy. was about four years ago. Yeah, like I that didn't. So cool. I grew up watching wrestling, and it's always been a part of my life, even though I wasn't the biggest diehard fan of it. But yeah. I guess the, the similarities between that and pageantry, um, at least in wrestling, <laughs> you can hit the girls. <laughs> in the pageants, <laughs> it's really frowned upon, so you can't really touch anybody else. Attacks. You gotta be subtle and like sabotaging, you know, their dresses and their swimsuits and stuff. So <laughs> can't just like open okay, those Silvio. No. Silvio, have you sabotaged anyone's dress before? <laughs> oh, no. I am so lovely, okay, actually. <laughs> um, so how did you fall into wrestling? Like how did it begin for you? Um I mean, I, this is a question I get a lot. And I mean, every time I'm always like, it was just kind of weird. Like, watched it as a kid, but I guess that's kind of everyone's story, really. But I was just really lucky in how I fell into it. I remember seeing a local wrestling show when I was like eight, I think it was. And ever yeah. since then, I knew Australian wrestling was around. And then one time, um, like during school holidays, there was a place that was doing a wrestling dream camp thing that I just Googled. And I was like, oh this is just a thing you can go and do. Like, why don't I look into this and see it? So I um, applied for it, did the dream camp, had my first match of 15. And I was like thinking I was top shit being like, oh, I'm a wrestler, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just kind of wanted training up until I was 18. And then when I got out of school, I just kept going. And I've been at it for like seven years, which is crazy to say because I'm 22. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so, a baby. so old. Oh, I'm, my God. <laughs> I'm so old with wrestling. See, that was my main reason. I started 
watching like the live shows in Brisbane in my like late 20s, early 30s. I'm like, I'm too old to do this now. I would have loved to have just gone for it. But I'm I started like, yeah, wrestling at 30, it. so you're fine. Scared, I'll do a hip. I'm scared I'll do a hip. I'm scared I'll do a hip. People are still so much older when they come in. So many people I know that started like 25, 28, 30. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. I was just really lucky that I started it early. And a lot of the time, the people that start early don't end up pulling through the rest of it because it's something that they did and they're like oh it's not really for me and then they'll drop yeah, off over it yeah. Out. Yeah. Early yeah. And stuff. But, um, it's really something you can do whenever as long as you put your, you put the effort into it and train Vinny, i'm scared to ask you i really am i'm like no <laughs> i don't know whether it can... precedes me that's all <laughs> it, it <laughs> does yeah. so what how how did it happen for you then well, I started late, so and I wasn't young like Sylvia. I started at 25, and the reason I started so late was I was going through uni. I wanted to really focus on that and, you know, do the wog boy thing, get a job, find the girl, buy a house, and then I did all that crap, and then I was like, okay, like, I want to do something for me now. And I was toying between um, MMA or pro wrestling because I actually had a karate background. Like in my teens, I actually competed for Australia and went abroad and won all these championships. And so my dad was like, you got to go into MMA. Like that's the transition for you. But then I always liked pro wrestling. Like Silvio alluded to, you watch it as a kid and, you know, the, you kind of see where it goes. And I came across a training school that was literally around the corner from where I lived. And, um, you know, I went, I tried out and they were like, yeah, you know, we can do something with you. And bam, you know, a couple of years later, here we are. It's been a, a real roller coaster. Um, yeah, well a couple of years journey. later, you've got two titles and you wear women's pants in the ring. <laughs> God, His God, parents are proud. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, boys, how does that go with wearing the spandex? Like, I know it's not even nice for girls, and I'm someone who's worn spandex in the past, not for wrestling purposes. <laughs> but how do you go, like, getting thrown around the ring and stuff in, like, tight clothes? Like, aren't you scared that there's going to be a wardrobe malfunction at some point? If you, if you think I'm scared of that, then you haven't met me. That's like all of it. <laughs> I, I was going to say, Silvio dresses for a wardrobe malfunction. It's exactly almost right. a requirement. <laughs> Waiting for it to happen so I can get caught. Like, oh, my God, no. Sorry. <laughs> and he's just standing there like, oh, no. I'm exposed. Oh, dear. But... <laughs> Someone cut me up. <laughs> Now, I wanted to ask you guys, so I've asked how you guys started off in the industry, but how did you sort of establish yourself? Like, how did that all come about where you sort of rose, like, as you were saying, Silvio, like, a lot of people sort of drop out of it, right? Like, they either find it's not for me or it's not going anywhere for them. So how did you sort of find yourself like, oh, yeah, this is me and this is where I'm going to stay? I'm still going, really. I don't think that's a... a, um, thing where you kind of ever stop there's always an evolution otherwise you just kind of become stale and irrelevant and i think part of wrestling is how ever changing and evolving it is and we need to constantly adapt to that so um i guess the first point where i really established myself as someone that was i would say over in australian wrestling um was probably like in, into my fourth year of wrestling like before then i had a lot of weird characters that i was doing and i was wrestling for um a couple of companies just t- 
doing matches everywhere that I could. And I was like, kind of had this model gimmick, but at the time I wasn't really into fashion. So I didn't really know what I was wearing. And I was like, oh, if I just throw something pink on, the wrestling fans, which is just your like typical heteronormative males, will be in there and be like, oh, mass wrestling, blah, blah, blah. And that was like complete irreverent and like wrong way to look at it. Because I just <laughs> like thought further than that. And then when I kind of realized people were just doing things that they wanted to do and like give themselves an opportunity to like extend fun things about themselves, whether they wanted to be a superhero, they wanted to be a character, they wanted to be a villain, they wanted to be a demon or whatever it is. I kind of just was like, okay, well, what do I like doing? And what am I like with my friends and around people? And how can I bring that up? And I was just like, I'm very outgoing. I'm very energetic. I love things like drag, boring culture and all that stuff. So I kind of brought that in. And that was like, the first time that I brought Ben in, which was um, a testament to that character. And I guess that really established itself when I first wrestled Melina, I think was a night that I can recall that was like, this is the moment that I think people are like, oh shit, this guy's, this guy's great. Because it was like a match with six people and I was the only heel in that match. And the noise, it was like noise pollution coming from this one small wrestling arena it was great and i was like yeah this this is the shit like i, I know that was go now. right yeah that was that was go yeah, yeah i remember yeah. that yeah yeah and uh, i think that's also my, my whole family was there as well and i think that was the moment that my dad stopped looking at it like oh he's just doing this for fun and he was like fuck no he's really on his shit like he's he's, he's good, good good right now and i'm like yeah that was kind of the first moment that i stepped into that so okay so Silvio just talked yeah. about developing his persona. Like, how did you create the Nikki that's in the ring? Like, how did that come Yeah, about? exactly. Just like Silvio said, it's an evolution. So, um, you know, my initial thought was to be like a sexy, um, like, scientist. And so my name was Mindy Meltdown. And they actually named me Mindy where I started wrestling. So if, I don't watch The Simpsons, but... They're all Simpsons fans. So there was a character in The Simpsons called Mindy, I think, Samson. And she was a sexy nuclear engineer that worked with Homer. And she loved fried chicken and donuts and beer. And I love fried chicken and donuts and beer. And so they were like, you're Mindy. Like, you're a real-life Mindy. And so have you I was like, okay. Have you seen I have. <laughs> I have. So <laughs> I had to Google it and YouTube it. And so I watched it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I am Mindy. So, you know, I went with this for a while, but I don't know if it's like this in the U.S., but in Australia, some promoters can try to morph you in ways that really don't work for you. And that's part of where you need to find out who you are as a wrestler. And so I kind of got turned into this weird cartoon character that wasn't sexy at all, because like that's part of my persona is like I wanted to be like that sexy, you know, wrestler. And that's what I loved about watching like the divas and um you know, the bras and panties wrestlers, a lot of people don't like that, but I love that aspect of it. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's totally me. It suits my personality, um, you know, bra and panties and bikinis. So, you know, when I just had the confidence to walk away from that and really focus on who I wanted to be and what I wanted to look like. So now my character is just me amplified a hundred times. So, you know, I have like a really, you know, kind of sexy, I'm a heel as well. So I play this like, oh, your man's looking at me, like all eyes on me on the in the ring. It's all about me. So, um, yeah, it's, and will I be that in a few years? I don't know. I'm not really sure where it's going to take me, but for now, so that feels comfortable. Heels here right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much. I'm a face now, I'll be honest. I've not really healed for a long time. So But the audience I- cheers me, so it doesn't feel like I'm a heel, but I am. <laughs> that's how, that's how I, I was just doing the same stuff, nothing changed, and then all of a sudden I came out one night and people started cheering and I was like, Well, I guess I'll just keep doing my you turned, you turned a corner. <laughs> I'm like, I've now, always Benny. cheered for Silvio. <laughs> I know. Benny, uh-huh. how, how did you come about with Vinny Vang? Um, I think it's it started more just as a, like the guy I was working for at the time was like, well, you're a skinny kid, um, you know, so you, you get that, like that big wog hair and you got that wog boy, pretty boy look. So we're going to make you vain, like something vain. And then I was like, we threw up names and we came up with Vinny Vane, but I was primarily a face man. Like, because like I tried to start out as a heel, but I was doing cool shit in the ring. So they were cheering. And then I played a face for a few years. And then eventually I just like wanted to do things my way. And like to Silvio and Nikki's point, your character is genuinely an extension of your personality. So, you know, those that like, I look, to be fair, the people that you see me at a show and like the fans and my coworkers and the people I wrestle with, it's a facade. No one knows the real me except three or four people in my personal life. So I get to walk out and be someone. Maybe I'm not necessarily, maybe I am. You won't know the difference. Um, But I like being the bad guy. I like being a complete dick, as Brooke will attest to. Um, I get a kick oh, out of yeah. trying so to break up me, her marriage. <laughs> maybe. Look, I'm, I'm just saying Chris can do better. You know, take it, take with it what you want. But I get to go and do something for fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. But anyway, um, I'm talking now, Brooke, so just stay in your corner. I, I, um, oh, you're my guest here, mate. Mute him. Mute him. Oh, my God. Anyway. I get to I get to step out and be something that I, you know, have a bit of fun doing and get to play a character and I, I enjoy what I do. So it's, you know, it's kind of um, like, where else can you walk around and say the things I say and do the things I do and not get in trouble for it in the real world? So um, that's how the characters evolved, where the character's going to head. I don't know. Um, as long as I'm having fun doing what I'm doing, I'll keep doing it. And um, when I'm done, I'm done. That's pretty much all yeah. you can really say about it. Yeah. Brooke, have you considered wrestling? No. No, I no. like the heckle from the crowd. Look, I always said my persona. I was just going to use my drag persona and I was just going to go in with Catherine Astrophy and just get no. flogged around because that would amuse me. You know, well, honestly, just, if I just have busy men throwing me. There yeah. have been times where I've jumped in the ring when I've been invited by wrestlers. So Chavo Guerrero did an event out here and um, – I was actually texting Chris. I left a birthday party to come back to Sydney to go to a wrestling event. And um, so I was sitting there texting Chris because I, I like to get in people's faces. Um, but uh, it was uh, Gabriel Wolf. Uh, he got in my face and I'm like, yeah, nice pants, mate. Did you borrow those off your wife? And I, I don't know. There was like back and forth and whatever. And then, you know, Chavo came out and everyone was all like, oh, my God, it's Chavo Guerrero. And like, and then I kind of got bored because they weren't doing anything. And so I was like texting Chris and he's like, who are you texting? Chavo comes over the ropes. He's like, who are you texting? I'm like, no one come and have a selfie with me. And so he jumped out of the ring and there was this whole scene and blah, blah. And then Gabriel started getting shitty. And then Chavo's like, get in the ring, get in the ring with me. I'm like, what? And he's like, just jump in the ring with me. He's like, it's going to be so much fun. I'm like, 
fuck it, let's go jumping. <laughs> and it was like, it was a lot of fun. And I had like, um, there's an Aussie wrestler. Did you get uh, thrashed or were you just like, oh, it no, it was so much fun. I was, uh, <laughs> he like pushed me into the corner and he's like, so what are you going to do? He's like, um, just, um, is that go over and just keep sassing him. And then when I say move, move, I'm going to smack him. And I'm like, there was this instance where um, like as Gabriel jumped out of the ring and I like did the, you know how when boy wrestlers let girl wrestlers in and they kind of like open the bottom rope for them. And I like did that. And I'm like, come on, princess. And you know, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. How do you guys feel actually going around the like, do you guys, you're all for intergender wrestling? Um, I'm actually not. And the, the only reason for that is because, um, and I've said this before, is because with what I do for a living um, is pretty high-end and very highly corporate. And I don't need to go and explain to a board why I'm doing what I'm doing if it gets photographed or filmed. <laughs> like, it's no, it can be explained, but no, no, but. <clears throat> wrestling at the moment isn't matching my salary that I'm on in the real world. And it probably never will to be completely fair. I'm very good at what I do. I don't want to jeopardize that. So I just don't toy with it. You know what I mean? Like it's not worth it for me. I have no interest in it. Like, don't get me wrong. If we're doing a show and like a girl wants to come out and like work an angle, that's fine. But I'm I'm not really interested in in agenda wrestling, nothing against it. I I just can't be bothered for it. I I just don't need it. Silvio, how do you feel about it? I love intergender wrestling. It, 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 honestly, I probably wouldn't be interested in wrestling if it wasn't for that. All of my inspirations from wrestling, well, most of them anyway, come from female wrestlers. Um, and I think, especially with, with me wrestling at PWA now, I think it's very easy to see that we're very much for intergender wrestling. We kind of look at it as um, it's your wrestlers wrestling other people. We train just as hard with the girls as we do with the guys, so there's no reason that we can't put that on shows. Um, the main reason why I moved over to PWA was like Madison Eagles, and she's one of, if not the best Phenomenal. wrestler. Phenomenal. She's right? amazing. Like stunning. So and then people now, like Jessica Troy coming through, being just super amazing. You know, Shazza, who's obviously done her rounds everywhere. Uh, people like the Kingsley as well. Like, I want the opportunity to wrestle all of these people and have like greater storylines and more in-depth character stuff and all of that thing. And I, I really love women's wrestling and I really love how it's helped me grow as a, as a wrestler as well. So I live through intergender wrestling. It just makes for a very interesting storytelling and it just showcases how good wrestling can be, especially from the perspective of them. Obviously we've had a lot of conversation with them about it. A lot of the time, like Shazza was saying, when she was like coming through and wrestling, there was like three or four girls wrestling in all of New South Wales. So you'd be wrestling the same boiler room of people and you wouldn't be developing much as a talent. Whereas if you get to wrestle with people that you actually train with, you develop so much more and become such a better wrestler as a result. So I, I, for me, I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for progressiveness within wrestling. I think that just comes with um, me being a queer wrestler as well. You know, we already have to <laughs> fight so much and against... Nikki? Um, I've seen you beat um, a guy up. So, oh, haven't we all? I mean, um, yeah. So, my stance on it: I'm five ten. Like, I'm one of the taller women in wrestling. So, it is. I guess it's a not annoying is not the word, but. Um, I guess it's just kind of disappointing for me because there are certain moves that I would like to be able to do with another person that would showcase some things that I can do. 
and my abilities that I can't do with females that are a lot smaller. So from that aspect, like, yes, I would like to wrestle men, but I feel like the match has to be believable. So having a smaller female wrestle a big guy who just normally smashes people, you know, that's not believable because if he's going to, you know, lay one hit on her, she's going to be down the whole time. And those types of matches, I don't think make sense. And I wouldn't do a match like that, but to have a guy my similar size, like, of course, I've done intergender matches and they're some of my favorites that I've ever done. So, um, yeah, and a big part of me is for it, but I think it has to be somewhat believable. I would love to see you smack back- the crap out of Vinny. I would just love that. <laughs> I wouldn't smack Oh. No, no, it's it's kind of funny because like I don't have any like I don't mind it. I just don't want to do it if that makes sense. Like I just like I but no, I think it serves a very good place on the card, especially in like 2022. Do I want to be in the match? Not really. But you know what kills me is like if I say I'm not interested in intergender wrestling, I get hung for it because it's like oh you know like I get called everything under the sun. But if a female yeah. was to say I don't like intergender wrestling, it's totally fine. That actually annoys me to tell you the truth because it's definitely a double standard you just won't wrestle females because they're prettier than you so maybe maybe that's absolutely i I can't argue with that the prettiest girl in the ring it's fine it's it's not hard against you you that's why you won't get in the ring with me (laughs) i've been in the ring with you quite a few times well wwe moved away from a lot of intergender because if you guys all remember like um the raw era when like they would have, you know, China. China was huge and she was yeah. physically huge as well. So her matches were believable against the guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was a really was big push. Well. Yeah, like there's Beth been Beth. And, and they did put Beth in the rumble, but that was after they sort of moved away from intergender matches. Mm. Because I even remember, like, um, when, um, well, what was it? It was one of the Dudley guys who put, um, you know, Bubba. That Bubba Ray put May through the table. Yeah. Like that to me was just so ludicrous, but that was so entertaining. It was just so stupid. Like you have this old lady in a neck brace. And I thought, how amazing that she can still do those stunts at her age. Like that was pretty yeah. impressive. But it's May yeah. Young. Like she, she absolutely was like, put me through a fucking table. Like, can you imagine yeah. if you had that? Like, <laughs> um, my whole life was wrestling. So, like, anything to be able to do it, she'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm what seventy. You can put me through a table, like that's sick, you know. Yeah. She was so definitely guys, a legend. How do you guys feel about like the mainstream of wrestling? Like, do you feel it's reflective of like what goes on in other areas? Because I know there's like other brands that are popping up. Like you guys, like there's TNA was sort of becoming mainstream, and there's AEW now. Like I think, different um, with. Yeah, like there's a plethora of new like brands popping up, even in Australia, like there's a new fed or promotion popping up, like at least once a year, there's someone new coming on the scene across the country, like from a fed standpoint, Um, I think it just goes back to the interest in this. And to be fair, I think a lot of people watch this and in today's world, the whole thing is like wrestling's for everyone and everyone, you know, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Sad truth is, it's probably not for everyone. And as Silvio alluded to earlier, like a lot of people drop off because they realize 
A, they don't have what it takes or B, they don't want it enough or whatever. Like, uh, you know, you try some things that just doesn't stick. But um, I think like with the rise of all these new brands is purely because there's so many people getting involved in this, whether it be as a performer or just even when you go to a show now, like if as a performer I go and you see like 20 people hanging around that are like doing ring crew or video or, you know, merch or even some people that are just there to hang out with their friends. Like it's just becoming like, uh, pastime so to speak yeah I, I guess what I was getting at before though is like how do you guys feel about like WWE right now is like it has always been yeah. sort of the <laughs> that's like, like yeah it's like the what people know of pro wrestling um, how do you think it reflects on what you guys do like is it do you think it marries up or is it such a polished image that it's not like even in the realms of what you guys are doing? I think um, wrestling is very dynamic and it has it's kind of like anything that's cultural. They have their own um, strengths and specialties that they do no matter where you find it. WWE commercializes wrestling, which I'm not going to say is a good thing or a bad thing. I think it has a place and it's important because it means that um, it... it harbors money for us and it gives us an opportunity to show that there's worth in the craft that we do whereas if wwe didn't exist and it was just a bunch of random independent circuits that didn't really generate any money it'd be very hard to find value especially considering everything is worth money um in, in the world that we live with um yeah. so it, it it wouldn't i wouldn't say it reflects necessarily what we do because it still feels like it's caught up maybe 20 years in the past Again, not necessarily saying it's a bad thing because they have to do their best to be able to maintain a mainstream and be able to maintain income in a way that doesn't become offensive to anyone but also maintains the interest of everyone. And they do that by like pandering to kids, pandering to certain audiences. But when you have um, certain promotions that pop up like AWE, like New Japan, um, like Shimmer, like Stardom, all of this stuff that really has more attention now than it ever has had before because of the internet and because like of the lack of importance of WWE now, it gives us more versatility in wrestling and it shows people that there's value to more than just what WWE wrestling is. WWE some time ago was just interested in the typical six foot five built man, did this like typical way of thing, looked like a, a model carved out of stone, that type of nonsense. Um, and now we've really just diversifying the field of talent that's there, which is now more reflective of what we're doing. So some of us now, even when we're wrestling, don't aspire to wrestle in WWE. Some people aspire to wrestle just in stardoms, in, in New Japan, in AWE. Like they, they want the opportunity of choice and not feeling like they have to be confined to this one thing. Um, so to answer the question in a too long, don't read statement, I don't think it reflects all of wrestling, but I think it reflects an important part and a valuable part of wrestling. Right. Like I completely agree with, with what you just said as well. And um, you know, WWE is great. And a lot of people, when I say I do professional wrestling, they're like, oh, like WWE. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, just for the overall gist of what we do. But I think the independent scene just adds so much more because WWE, they are wrestling for an audience that is going to follow these characters and they follow and they watch each show. And I don't think that they can have as much freedom and versatility in their characters as maybe we can have in the indie scene. So, um, you know, me with my character, it can continually evolve, you know, show after show, promotion to promotion, whereas characters that are in WWE, I feel like they're more, you know, locked into that, to that one character for 
an X amount of time, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does, absolutely. And I think that was, like, great answers because that's sort of where I was going because I feel like WWE is very important. It's how I was introduced to wrestling. But I feel like it's become a very sanitised product now. And I enjoy watching more of the indie stuff because there's just some crazy shit going on in the ring and I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, like that's what I like. You come for a show, right? Right. So what is like, I guess, what's some of the craziest stuff you guys have done in the ring? I'll start with Vinny because I know that he's probably done some off the hook shit. (laughs) (laughs) I, I look, I've done I've done pretty much every type of match there is. Like I've done cage matches, I've done TLC matches, hardcore matches, street fights. So we're going crazy. Like I've jumped off cages, I've jumped off ladders, I've thrown myself onto ladders, I've thrown ladders and chairs at people. I've split a guy's head open. It was an accident, but shit happens. Um, I've I've done a lot. Like I've done plenty of crazy shit. Like (laughs) um, I stopped once I had a kid, to be completely fair. I was like, I'm not doing that stuff anymore. And if you want me to do it, you know, fucking pay me. Like that was my stance on it now. So if you want me to do something stupid, you know, you're going to compensate me for it. Um, But um, yeah, I don't know. I would really say like, define crazy. What's crazy? Because the sad truth is like, you know, 30 years ago, the leg drop was crazy. It was Hulk Hogan's finisher. But now you got, you know, guys doing, you know, top rope Frankensteiners and getting up straight away. And it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Like, I think every time I work in indie show, you see someone pull out a Canadian destroyer, like at least twice on the card. And like, that's devastating. But now it doesn't mean anything. Like, I saw these two blokes pull it off in a rumble match once and the guy got up straight away, like nothing happened. So the idea of crazy has clearly evolved over the years. Well, I guess uh, what was the most dangerous thing you've done? Because of, like you said, you split someone's head open. Like, have you ever been really hurt as well? Like doing a stunt or. Um, the worst thing I got, and this sounds really bitchy. I'm so sorry. I was doing a TLC match and I put the guy in the corner and I wedged like the ladder. So if he's in the corner, I wedged the ladder, like, like a seat, like sort of like, like that on an angle, like, so I was going to run up yep. the ladder and drop kick him in the face. I ran up the ladder. I missed the rung and I scraped my like shin along the rung and just oh. at the time, oh. like, oh yeah, that hurt. That's okay. Like felt more like a dick because I kind of stacked it. But when I got backstage and took my, like my pants off later, um, no pun intended, like the skin had just pulled back up, up to my knee. Oh. And it was like, Oh, yeah. um, that and that that's really just a scrape but that was like the most you know painful fucking experience of my life the next day so yeah oh. i don't know if you guys can see it but i actually am recovering from a massive black eye so this whole side of my face was completely swollen i've covered it up with makeup but um yeah and i've like oh, put the same color job. eyeshadow on so that you can't tell but um yeah so Wait, Nikki, we had a little in the ring right we don't need to send for yeah help <laughs> yeah no no none of that stuff Wait it twice. did happen Wait in the twice. ring it's on film it's on film it did happen in the ring so um, you know we were just into it and so the girl i was wrestling just overshot her leg drop and like she does a massive leg drop like she fell from like 20 feet out of the air i don't know how she got up that high but yeah she sat on my face so um it was luckily towards the end of the match like if <laughs> we were joking after it was kind of funny but it was like if your face doesn't look like this after a girl sits on it then you're doing it completely wrong yeah. but um <laughs> yeah like it was 
the adrenaline's pumping at the time. And so I didn't really feel it. It was a little bit swollen. But after I got home, like my whole side of my face was just inflamed and black eyes. But it was really good for Australia Day because I blamed it on my boyfriend. And people are like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm like <laughs> so you know and of course like I did the whole acting thing I was like oh he's hit me mama but yeah now some girls just sat on my face <laughs> uh, Sylvia what about yourself have you ever suffered like traumatic I my- so you probably <laughs> I don't know nonsense <laughs> I just, I have, ever have you ever hurt life. anyone else no um, I've never fallen God. into the opportunity of doing matches like that. So a lot of the my my thing is my character. So a lot of the time I fall into character spots and um, hyping up a crowd by doing like a, a suplex after talking for five minutes, which is great. It means I've, I've got a bit of longevity. He's I do smart, more. bro. He's smart. Yeah. But <laughs> really, there's a lot more things I do and I am interested in. Like I really want to um, do deathmatch wrestling because I'm insane, apparently. Um, and there's a lot of like character stuff that I want to do in regards to matches like that that I can't necessarily do now or I don't think makes as much sense if I was just to pop it out randomly in a match. Um, and it's a lot of stuff that like I know I'm capable of doing, but I just haven't had the opportunity to do it yet. So in due time, yeah. that will that will happen and a lot more of that exploration of stuff will happen. But right now I'm still just kind of, uh, you know, suplexes and fans, you know? I remember one of the craziest matches I watched. It was on YouTube, actually. And um, the male wrestler was Chris. Uh, he was a heel. I want to say Dickens, but I'm not sure. Versus Kimberly. And he, so it was an intergender match. And he sort of, like, held her up over his back like she was on the cross almost and just launched her. And obviously they'd rehearsed it together. But on the night, they'd left the ring bell in the corner of the of the. Oh ring and a fucking head hit it and I'm like oh no that girl's dead Ding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like hitting her and shit because he was finishing the match and staying in character I'm like no 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 like this chick's probably dead like stop stop but she was okay she did like a video later to say she's cool like but it was rough um so on that, like, what would be your dream? So if you could fight anyone on any of the mainstream rosters, like, you know, like Nikki versus Kelly Kelly, anything like that, like, who would be your dream matchup? And we'll start with you, Nikki. And it can be Kelly mm. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, actually, funny story, like, um, I was going to do this big match over in the U.S. and they were getting Kelly Kelly to um, wrestle me for it. So that was going to be my U.S. debut years ago. But then COVID happened, so... Um, but honestly, I would have to say Trish Stratus. So I just think she is an incredible woman. She is absolutely fearless. And, you know, girl, just keep rocking it. Age doesn't mean anything. She's one that I've followed for years. Is she just continues to evolve and continues to change. So, um, you know, she does this, like, handstand her a karana out of the corner. Yeah. And so I kind of stole that move from her so um i'm working on it getting it to look just like hers so it would be awesome just to learn from her so sylvia come back to me i'm still thinking still thinking it over <laughs> Vinny. um i get asked that a lot and to be honest with you i know it sounds like a real asshole thing to say but i don't really have one like 
I've been fortunate in the sense I've got to wrestle the like a, a few of the guys that grew up watching. Like I got to wrestle Charlie Haas. I got to wrestle all the Mexicals, <clears throat> like, and they're legends in their own right. So I'm pretty fortunate. So I really don't um I don't have a dream opponent. I just like to wrestle, and I like to whoever I'm wrestling. I like to be able to learn something off um and take something away from that match that I can then use to get better. So I know it sounds really lame, but I don't I don't have anyone like that. I'm it's I'm like. Yeah, nah, I don't really have a dream opponent, man. So, if it's uh, me, you can say it, but no, I'm kidding, Vinny. <laughs> oh, look, I know, I know, I know it's cool. I know you're embarrassed radio. and you're shy, but <laughs> Nikki, I've got you my just money want an on Nikki. To put so. your hands on me, all right? That's all. We I know. know. I'm trying. Yeah, I know. I feel it in the locker room too, girl. But you know, I can't, man. I can't. No, I'm so like hard. peeking around the corner. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw you checking okay. me out when I'm oiling up. I've seen you. What kind, of, hey, Diddy, what kind of heel are you when you've got family values? Like, what is that? <laughs> like I said, you all think you know me based on what you see. Totally different. You say, you've got your own family values. You don't have values for Brooke's family, which is, you know. Oh, screw Brooke and her family. Who cares? <laughs> wish, sweetheart. Free Chris. <laughs> I made him that sign. Shut up. You did. You did. You did. But remember, you suck literally and figuratively. Yeah. This is yeah. this is why my husband is a lucky man. Yeah, sorry. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Well done, buddy. Well done. I don't know if that gave you any time to think, then Sylvia, because <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very distracting. I love, I love a bit of a cat. Um, I'd probably say the thing is, I have one person. I've got like, what, like a top five people, and they're not really ranked. But I can give you like three of those. Um, I'll go on, bang them out. Okay. Funnily enough, they're all women. Um, Gail, <laughs> like peak TNA Impact, is one of my favorite wrestlers, and I would love I to just, like be destroyed by her. Bailey, um, with her mum haircut <laughs> back at NXT, absolutely stunning, like 110%. And then um, Manami Toyota, who is like one of my favorite all time wrestlers um, in like legend of Japanese wrestling, one of the best. And I, I just super out, she would just outclass me. And I just would like love her to be able to do some crazy, like over the body um, uh, sunset flip pin. And then I just stop her with like me bending over and that's like wrestling amazing <laughs> <laughs> what is no what a wrestle kelly kelly that's all I... <laughs> oh except for nikki nikki was going to wait 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 define <laughs> wrestle <laughs> like, let me tell you when kelly kelly came out at the rumble the other day i got so excited and my third nearly 13 year old benny you've met Jaden, huge kid He's sitting there. He's like, what's wrong, mum? I'm like, Kelly, Kelly, the deal is so nice. You've got to say it twice. And he's like, what is fucking wrong with you? Like, oh, mate, there's a list. There's a list. It's okay. <laughs> but she's great. So, Everyone should love Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> so, look, we, we, you touched on before, Nikki, about COVID impacting your career in a big way. How has COVID impacted the wrestling scene for all of you guys? Like, um, it, it put everything on hold um, and it's put everything on hold twice. So it's just time that we've not had in the ring. It's time that we've not had around each other. Um, you know, I've made a lot of good friendships with people that I've met in wrestling and in a big way, they're my family. I don't have <laughs> actually Vinny, like, 
I, I do have a soft spot for Vinny because one time after a show, I was so upset. I was just having a big meltdown in my life and my, everything was just in disarray. And I just had tears running down my face and he comes outside and he was like, you are fucking Nikki Poteet. Like, look at you. You are Nikki Poteet and you like wipe your tears. And I was like, you are right. I'm awesome. So I'll always remember that pep talk, even if you don't remember it, like, it just always, you know, sticks in my head because I'm fucking awesome. You're killing my gimmick but, right um, now. But, I gotta say, this doesn't know, sound I'm good sorry. for you, Vinny. <laughs> but then he called me a bitch and walked away. So, you know, <laughs> he's like, "Harden up, you dumb bitch! Like, get back in the ring." Good. But, um, yeah. So, COVID just really put a hold on everything for us. So. Um, you know, the gyms were closed. We all put on, well, some of us put on a few pounds and, um, just, we weren't training at our best and, um, just getting back in the ring. I think things were a little bit slow. And then every time, you know, cases get high, all the shows get pushed back and shows get canceled. And now wrestlers are getting COVID having to pull out of shows. So it's just kind of all over the place and hopefully it gets back to normal soon. I'm hoping so too, because the normality is just like out the window for everything, like every industry. Like yeah. I work in the hospital and it's just not been a good time. It's been. Right. Right. I work now because 228 yeah. days, Luke, and we're going to the US. So it just can't explode between now and then. Right. So, well, I just went to the U.S. and my dad had COVID and gave it to me and my mom. She was here with me. And so gave it to us when he picked us up at the airport. So yeah, it really kind of changed my perception on everything. I think we've been sort of brainwashed in Australia about COVID and how we're dealing with it. And we have to get tested, have to get tested. And when he had it, I took an at-home test. I was like, well, I don't really need to get a test. Nobody else really needs to know that I have it. I'll stay at home. I'll get better, and everything will be fine. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can just move past this because I work in hospitals as well. So I'm a sales rep in orthopedics. So if we ever, you know, break a leg or anything, I got everybody covered. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we can get back to normal soon because it just sucks. <laughs> yeah. So coming up on the horizon, though, for you guys, like, is there any, like, what's the next big event for all of you, career-wise? Mm. Who knows at this point? I guess things just come up, <laughs> but it doesn't get cancelled when we do it. Um, I was like, <laughs> it was a time that it was, like, eight months where we couldn't wrestle or do anything, and we're just trying our best to stay with it. I'm very, like, lucky for the community of people that I'm around with wrestling, we're all like motivate each other. And like, even in isolation, we're all, we're still training. We're like chatting about things like what deconstructing wrestling matches, having promo classes and stuff like that. And it's like the past two PWA shows that we've had were like very last minute cards that kind of just changed as people got COVID and had to isolate and stuff. But it just shows you the depth of talent um, when we're able to shift over a card and still have like an, a massive event. So really we, I think, the thing for this year is to just be on shows, just to have, just have shows. Honestly, um, I'm I obviously want to go overseas, but not really planning to wrestle. I, if something happens, and that'd be great. But um, yeah, I really just want to be able to get back into it and like go a lot more mm -hmm. interstate and really make myself known, not just in New South Wales and the Sydney scene, but like now actually Australian wide and have some sort of value that way. So. Yeah. Like with everything sort of shut down, like I know Vinny, you've mentioned like you work in corporate, 
Nikki, you etch and you work as you're an orthopedics like rep. Um, so Sylvia, you also have like a day job as well that goes with your wrestling career. So <laughs> I look. What I'm is it? I'm just, I'm just doing <laughs> I'm like, I'm an like, accountant. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm my main uh, money maker is that I'm a pharmacy consultant. Oh, so. cool. Free drugs. Yeah, no, I'm just crunching the numbers. Yeah, I'm like, 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 <laughs> well, I'm like, can I, can I, like, <laughs> squeeze in a wrestling career with like my my nursing? Like, can I do it? Maybe you I've already got like a bad back. So hat <laughs> needs you, you need can. to you wrestle as hat. You need you to honestly, do it. Can I tell you something? The hardest thing, yes. right, is balancing work and training, and then doing the shows and all the other stuff that comes with life right but i think if you yeah, want to yeah. do it you can do it but you need to make sure you're up at 6 a.m getting that fucking gym workout in you're eating right Ugh. i think a lot of if you look at a lot of the talent and this is no disrespect to anybody but like i said i'm a skinny guy right but there's a lot of people on the scene that like they can do stuff in the ring but they don't fit the look part like and this is a cosmetic yeah. business and like the aesthetic you have to yeah you that have is. to be taking care of your body and you need to be eating relatively well so if you've got hence the why, discipline to do that you'll do well hence why i don't consider wrestling as a career look because i'm chubby and i get nervous you do get nervous <laughs> bubby don't you <laughs> really you're so such a you big guys... mouth no one will be able to tell <laughs> oh, oh no that's on a shirt Vinny. that's on a shirt and i guarantee more people own my shirt than yours babe Oh. I was going to say, do you guys like have martial art backgrounds, anything like that when you first got into? Yeah, well, you were yeah, saying you did karate, I, didn't you? Yeah, I did, did, yeah. Um, but I did a very high level. So, yes, I had a very strong martial arts background, but I don't really use it in wrestling. It's really weird. <laughs> I did marching band for five years. <laughs> <laughs> have you incorporated know, like... that into your. I like. Yeah. I, I decided. To yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, like I didn't have any martial arts background. Um, but I had that performance aspect. I think from doing the pageant. So, uh, I think that's really what pulled me through. But I've always been in the gym, and working out. So, um, the athletic part kind of came natural. You're just yeah, a natural, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> and how about you, Silvio? Are you a martial uh, artist, gymnast, I dancer? Um, that was very physical, obviously. And I did acting, so I married the two together. But, I mean, I started wrestling so young. I didn't really need to do something else. I did mix martial arts as well. So, I, well, I mean, I guess then I did have a background, but, like, it's not like I started something and then came into wrestling later. Wrestling was really like the first thing that I did. I didn't that's realize how young you were, I swear. <laughs> yeah, that's the reaction I usually get. I mean, it was fun when I was like 19 and doing like the same level of shows that some other people were doing. And they were like, oh my God, I thought you were 24. And I was like, no, I'm 19. And I'm <laughs> so from here though, guys, I was going to say like... Uh, where do you see like the indie scene going in Australia? Because it's, it seemed a lot bigger than when I was living in Brisbane. Cause I've come away from there for a while and it was fairly small, but I've always followed those 
those um, organizations and they seem to be like starting to like go off now. Like it's becoming a bigger industry as time moves forward. Like, do you guys find that's what's happening? Except for the COVID yeah. shit. <laughs> I, I think that there's, um, there's definitely like, it's definitely expanding and you can only like, when I started, there was a few feds that were doing big numbers and I'm talking like a few hundred a show. And now like there's those feds aren't doing those numbers anymore. Like, so there's other ones that are doing those numbers, but I think what it comes down to is it can do so much better than what it is, but the promoters and owners need to invest in the product. They need to think beyond like a lot of these promoters that I work for, I'm not <laughs> going to name names. They think it's just like, Oh, we're just going to put a ring in a room and people will wrestle and that will bring people to the show. And no, they got to start thinking about the augmented product. And like, besides the wrestling, like, what else are we doing to make this an experience for the fans? Because you got to think they're going to come, they're going to photograph. It's going to go on social media. Their friends are going to see it and be like, Oh, what's that? I want to go too." but there's not enough promoters thinking long sight. And that's the issue. But I think it has the potential to be massive if someone can bankroll it. And if we can like get the promoters to start thinking beyond just putting on a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. Because, look, my first, I only knew it even existed, like there was, like, indie stuff going on in Brisbane, was going to a Supernova convention and they were doing, like, you know, a performance. I was like, oh, I didn't know they were doing pro wrestling here. Like, who would think that? Not many people do, man, yeah. And that's something that I come across a lot as well. People are like, oh, I didn't know that there was pro wrestling in Australia. And as many in the wrestling companies that there are in Sydney alone, people should be seeing it and people should be knowing about it. But like Vinny said, a lot of the promoters just book show to show and they don't think about the overall, like this is my product and getting your product out there to the market so that people are talking about it because people are like, Oh, I didn't even know that that existed in Australia and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And then you've got the so- brands like, so this is the smaller brands, but Within Australia, you've got the brands like PWA where Silvio wrestles and you also have like Nui Pro, which are pretty big and they tend to sell out their shows all the time. They have very, very good calibre wrestlers. They do a lot of promotion and they they wrestle at decent venues, okay? so But then you've got like I think in like Newcastle alone there are, are, are like four little indie um guys and then you've got sydney who've got about 700 little indie guys and um, you you do have so many who are little who could do more promo who could get their product out there who could do so much more for these shows but as it stands you get the same like you know 50 fans 100 fans and half of them belong to me all right. <laughs> and the other half belong to me. Yeah, the other half belong to Nikki, and the rest of you people don't. Care. But, like, you know, when like you've got these people who, 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 as I said, like PWA is an experience. Like it is a a a, a good time. Like it's amazing. Um, but you see so many shows who could just take themselves so much further if they were willing to put some effort. Yeah. I think it just comes down to finance and 
um, mm. management. I don't know the workings of PWA. Silvio would be better to tell you that. But, like, it needs to be more than one person. Like, it needs a team of people to make it a success. And to be fair, they need to have a level of business acumen. And I think a lot of the feds that you were talking about that are smaller, they're not businessmen. They got no idea about accounting, marketing, business management. Mm. And that's why a lot of these don't necessarily run as well as the better feds, so to speak. Mm. Not to be negative, but it seems like if the promoters put as much, like for the smaller indie companies, if they put half as much effort into their business aspects of their wrestling company as they do with fighting with each other, like they would be so much better off. <laughs> because, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to dampen the mood either, but I think the like the better feds are the ones that don't that have the separation between booker, promoter, and talent. Like I've seen the better feds that I've experienced is when the booker and the promoter doesn't wrestle. Like when they're purely looking at it from a business standpoint, they tend to perform better. Now, obviously, in some instances, there's guys that can do both, but I think like once you have the like if you're if you're a talent you shouldn't be booking it's not you shouldn't be booking but like it you know it kind of it gets convoluted and it's a bit of a conflict of interest because even if you do um you know like you could be a great wrestler and a great talent and you book yourself in that spot the boys so to speak including nikki are gonna say oh you're in that (laughs) spot because you booked yourself there you know what i mean so like it's such yeah. a political, it's a mess, bro. I could sit here and talk to you guys all night about this. But yeah, like, yeah, welcome to pro wrestling in Australia. It would benefit so by he having... just um... like, not my company. <laughs> He's like, I don't have to deal with this at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, say, like, to find swim lanes would really... I've, <laughs> I've been everywhere in New South Wales. I've wrestled in at least 15 promotions in the time that I've been here. So I have my fair share of it. I just... Um, it comes to the individual as well as the promoter and the companies. So it's very multi-leveled. A lot of the promotions that I see um, that I lose interest in are the ones that bookers are talent and they can't get on shows, so then they make their own shows. And that's just, I'm like, I hate it. I hate it because it's just... <laughs> you took your ball and you went home. Oh, it's just so... <laughs> um, like even even with me with PWA, I'm not gonna like obviously say names and drop whatever, but like our promoter is a is a talent. Um and the reason why it's successful is because there's just so much input from everyone, it's not just one person making the decision. They don't want this me to come out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, 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 he's being monitored. They're like, don't give away our secrets. And that's Filipino. No, we, we just have a lot of people um, that put effort in it. And a lot of people here, like, there's so much effort into training. There's so much effort into our, like, rookies that will come in and help us with the, with the link. Group, so will everyone that's on the card. Um, there's a good dynamic to it. But, like, like with everything, obviously, there's drama and, and you choose to involve yourself in that or not like regardless of me being a pwa i still interact with everyone else i still have friends outside of the circle that would be there because for me it's it's not about drama like we're not in fucking wwe we're we're wrestling and we still have to have another job outside of it so like we're we're just as good as everyone else essentially um and for me it does nothing i i don't see why people have to tear out tear down other people all of the time like 
all, all that matters for me is that people are putting the effort in, people are going to training and people are not trying to injure each other. If that's the core of what you're doing, then I don't, I don't care. I'll wrestle you. I'll work for whoever. And PWA was the core of that for me. Um, and I just saw the effort that they put into their shows, how much interaction there was and how much thought was put into it. And just the comparison to some of the other shows that I was on, I was like, no, nah, this is the place for me to be. This is the right place yeah. for I want to do. I want to say, guys, look, we're, we're coming to the end now. I want to thank you all so much for coming and just talking about this. Like, this is the most random show I think we've ever done, right, Brooke? Like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, look, like we I, do um, some crazy stuff, like, you know, sex workers do. and stuff. Oh, but... Wait, 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 wait. Before we do wrap this up, Luke, mm-hmm. do you have a question for the boys? Because you know Jeffrey Oh, will yeah, I can't. I can't. Ask. I know, I can't end the show, and I'm really sorry about this, boys, but this is just this ongoing thing with one of our um, American hosts. Um, He asks all our male guests how many quarters, and by that he's asking them their size. You can just refuse to answer. As long as I've just said I ask you. Tell him, tell him, and I, you can. Oh, dear. Go ask, tell him to go ask his mum. I'm sure she'll know oh, the answer. <laughs> he don't talk to his mum. I like ask his, his dad. Mama. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. These guys oh, asked God. Les Hilton how many quarters he was working, and with. he answered. I've measured it, so I know the exact measure. You know, Sylvia, you see some shit, right? He's well, all shy. No. I have a guy coming over after this, so maybe you can ask him. <laughs> okay, get him to message me. Oh, dear kids, sorry. Sorry, my bad. Let's... Hey, you chose to get married, Vinny, so it's all on you, mate. <laughs> Who said I wasn't getting any? <laughs> I'm like, apparently my husband... What kind of marriage have you got? Man, it's good. When it rains, it pours, bro. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. That took a left turn. He's going to be so cranky with me next time I see him. Never. (laughs) I'm nothing but a ray of sunshine when you're around. Yeah, I was going to say, what more could he do apart from break up your marriage, Brooke? Like, what what levels are you expecting him to go to? Chris thinks it's hilarious. He's like, is he for real? Does he really think I'm going to leave? I'm like, oh, no, no, you're just a story. We make him relevant. I, I'm fine. just saying Chris can do better, okay? Like I see what's he out in the world can. and I think he could do better than you. He That's all I'm probably saying. can, but look, hey, he's I'm, a lovely I'm man. Equality. All I'm saying is I'm for equality, right? I'm sick of like, you know, all the girls walk around and be like, "Hun, you could do so much better than him. You know, the brothers ain't saying to the brothers, bro, you could do better than her. we got to start that, man. Oh, look, 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 hashtag free Chris. I'll put it on a shirt for you. Thank you. All royalties, yeah? Well, guys, thank you so much. It's been a hoot. I really want to, like, once all this COVID crazy settles down, I really want to come down and see some shows. So we might be able to catch up in person. I will take you to shows. I will take you to shows. Oh, it's on. All righty. We'll get so so drunk at PWA. (laughs) Yeah, just keep an eye out into the crowd for the peroxide hair. All right, kids. Well, thank you so much. I hope you all have a great night. And we'll catch up again.
thought he'll do a bra and panties match with you, Nikki. Oh, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.